oh my god wait I have one more thing I have to shout out my mom because she's gonna listen to this I got her to listening to the podcast so. <laughs> yeah of course. So, hi mom when you hear this hi <laughs> <laughs> very lovely oh that's so yes. very sweet Hi, I'm Brad. Where are you calling from? Uh, California. I'm from San Diego. I'm calling from Fredericksburg, Virginia. And wherever you are, welcome to Blonde Radio. Hi, I'm Brad. I live on the west coast of Canada. I'm enjoying the brisk evenings here, and I'm also enjoying having so many blankets around my place. And welcome to Blonde Radio, where every week I book calls with strangers from around the world. Today we'll talk to D'Angelo, who started a new style of content after he left his job, Ash, who's learned how to balance her passions with her obstacles, and Ali, whose world travels have expanded her heart for empathy. But first, this week at Blonde Radio on Instagram, I gave you a prompt. Where do you find confidence? Here's what you had to say. Hey Brad, I'm Asa calling from Idaho in the US and I get my confidence from when I can still look at myself on my not so good days and still find value in myself. Whether that be through my looks, my talents, just knowing that I'm still worth something even when I feel like everything's against me, that gives me my confidence. Hi, I'm Muskan and I'm from Belgium. My confidence comes from music and myself somewhat way. I love when I see people smiling because of me. I love how they laugh because of me and it makes me feel confident. Hi, I'm Sophie. I'm calling from Caracas, Venezuela. I find my confidence from seeing all that I have accomplished. If you do the exercise and take a step back, look at your life from another perspective, you'll see that you've made it this far and you're so good and you're so passionate about what you do. So you continue doing it. Hi, I'm Guy, calling from Israel, and I find my confidence by just pushing myself to work harder and being consistent. If you're consistent with something, you'll see improvement over time, which will get you confident about whatever it is that you're doing. Hello, Brad. My name is Shinji. I'm calling from Argentina. The way that I find confidence is thinking about the future. Because if I want to try something like asking someone out or making a, making a move on someone, if I fail, will it matter to me in two months? That's always what I think. I understand that two months might be much, but 2020 has flown through us. It's already December 2020. Time is but a concept right now. So if anything, if it won't matter to me in two months, I just try it. Best thing to do to yourself. That way, if you fail, you don't take it as hard. Thank you for listening to me. Thanks to everyone for submitting the responses, and we'll hear more answers throughout today's show. All right, how's this sounding, man? Hello, hello. How's it going? Hey, what's up? Good. Pretty good. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, a, a little bit more personal, perhaps. We'll see yeah, what we can right. get into here. <laughs> and then where are you calling from? Uh, California. Yeah, West here. Coast. That's what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. D'Angelo. It's D'Angelo, yeah? Yes, D'Angelo, pronounced pretty well, too. Nice oh, job. nice. Thank you. <laughs> okay, cool. First off the bat, I guess, just kind of give me the elevator pitch on you, who you are, what you do, and what got you to where you are today. All right. Wow, this is a personal question, man. <laughs> well, I'm D'Angelo. I'm 19. I'm making, you know, videos right now on TikTok currently. What kind of pushed me to start making videos is when I, like, 
quit my job kind of i just kind of like i was like i don't want to do this i don't like this job so Mm -hmm. i kind of backed off there and i was like okay i kind of want to focus on this i just kind of started making videos at first it was like really like just a little dumb little whatever and then you know people sort of like cool this is this is kind of cool i was like oh nice they kind of like it too so that's just where i am now i guess yeah. yeah, and it's it's crazy to me that your account is still relatively like on the smaller side in comparison yeah. to other creators who are doing similar things to what you are because mm. your stuff is is popping off, man. I really enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate yeah. It. And when did you know even further back that like video was something that you were interested in? When did that click for you? It's always been like prominent in my life ever since I was like pretty young. I always just liked making dumb little videos or just just doing something you know I always wanted to be doing something with video when I got into like high school I kind of backed off but I was always just like juggling with it always messing around and then senior year is when I was like yo I gotta like start making some more videos like it's fun to me and like up until recently I've been kind of like trying to make videos with like messages or something that's what I wanted to start doing at least make Mm -hmm. make videos with like positive messages because there's a lot of just like the cliche negativity in the world i'm like yo i want to stay away from that but yeah that's very cool and you know as far as your videos uh how do you justify putting the level and amount of work that you do into some of them uh one of your most recent ones that stands out the earl sweatshirt one there's so many oh. blink and you'll miss it little details oh. <laughs> especially on tiktok where attention is just it, it can be lost in a single scroll like what pushes you to go that extra mile? I think it's my own selfish tendencies. You know, I just yeah. like, you know, I make it and I'm like, I want to feel good about this. So I make it and I'm like, oh, I like how this feels. And I'm like, okay, if anyone else doesn't get it, that's fine. I just really enjoyed putting the effort in here. Like I could, I could tell myself like, oh, this is, you know, this has like a good amount of effort. I push myself. I like try to make it better with each and every video. True. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like how, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always been creatively inclined growing up? Um, yeah, I just like I'm always just doing random stuff. It kind of died a little bit during high school because it was yeah. just like a, just a weird time. But when I was growing up, I'd always just like making stuff. I'd always make like <laughs> I was like one of those little meme kids. So I'd make a bunch of memes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it was always always fun. So, yeah. Totally. And what made you realize that like TikTok could be such a creative space? You know, as you were previously speaking to and if you go back through your videos, there's a pretty clear transition point where it kind of goes from a more casual thing to a bit yeah. more intentional. Yeah, it was. Um, It's funny because at first I was on like that bandwagon that was like, yo, TikTok is stupid. Yeah. It's like, I remember I loved Vine so much. Vine was so cool. Mm-hmm. It was like the, it was such a good app. And then, you know, a few years later it was gone. And then musically, right? It was mm-hmm. musically. It was a bunch of dances. I was like, what is this? I was like, why are they dancing like this? And then after a while, I was like, fine, I'll try it out. I'll try this out. I'll see how it is. And then I was like, yo, these people are funny on here. They really are. (laughs) They're funny. They're all creative and they're all crazy. And then after a while, I started using it. And the algorithm is so crazy because I get like, like videos that are just curated for me. I'd be like, what is this? And then I just like got into it. Like they just kind of sent me a bunch of videos that were like directed towards like how I am at the moment. I'm like, oh, I really like this. And it's really cool because everyone has their own like little community within their own following, which I really totally. love. Yeah. Yeah. But that switch just kind of happened randomly. It was when I like quit, basically. I was mm-hmm. like, I want to start, you know, just making videos because I haven't had time. So I made some on my phone. So then I got the camera. And then it just kind of little snowball effect from there. I can't wait to see where you end up. Thank you. What about <laughs> you, man? Because I remember, I think I found you mm-hmm. when I like first got into the TikTok. It was like at first, you know, it was like 
the cliche, just random TikTok dances. And yeah. then I started getting like cool like videos. And then you popped up. I was like, what is this, dude? <laughs> I was like, what is it? I was like, dude, this is beautiful. Because like Thank all you. of your, um, all the, the podcasts were just great. All the messages were just sick. I was like, this is so nice. Totally. I remember thinking, I was, I was like, I want to go on that podcast. <laughs> I was like, dude, <laughs> it would be so sick if I get on there. Hell so, yeah. I mean. I'm glad we cool. can make it happen. Yeah, um, it's awesome. Yeah, as as far as making art and and working with people, at least from your account and your profile, it's very much a solo venture. Do you have people in your life that you feel you can collaborate with, or at least like they understand your work? At the moment, I do have some people, like my my close friends. We yeah. we they're kind of busy sometimes. So I'm like, okay, but we're trying to make it work. Yeah. But TikTok has opened like an insane amount of doors for collaborations like there's people who are like hey i'd like to make a music video with you i'm like what, what? how did you find me just because of this account it's just crazy <laughs> so yeah there are like um people and i definitely want to um try and make some videos with other people with collaboration because that'd just be it's so cool very cool yeah i'd say like take it all away that the followers the likes for me but like the people that i've met through this app have just been uh, ultimately so life-changing yeah they're all amazing it's crazy how one single app can just like you know transform someone's life <laughs> true it's and crazy. i was on that bandwagon too i thought tiktok was dumb as hell before i got on <laughs> it looked goofy <laughs> i was like what is this and then all of a sudden you know these random people are just making you happy i'm like what exactly what? <laughs> it's so crazy awesome d'angelo i want to thank you for taking time every day to speak with me but in closing i was wondering what advice would you give to someone who's trying to make art but isn't seeing the return on an audience how do you stay motivated to keep on creating when maybe the views and and spotlight isn't there it's a pretty good question because i was um not struggling but dealing with that mm -hmm. exact the situation i was you know posting and i wouldn't really get a lot of views i was like whatever but i think not being too hard on yourself on what you make the motivation will always be there i think if you really love the craft and just kind of dive into like every aspect that goes into the art you know if you're drawing you're making videos making music when you fall in love with that that aspect of making it it just makes it like 10 times more fun even if you don't get that return on investment you know the likes mm -hmm. when you do it for you when you do it when you really enjoy making it it makes you happy that's probably ultimately like the best thing you would want so, yeah and i think it shows i think the creators I most identify with and I, I enjoy their content. They're people that they're putting their heart into their work and it, it yeah. totally shows. Yeah, it's crazy because they're like, you know, we're all pretty young and we're all just kind of going at it. It's just so cool seeing seeing everyone do this. Totally, yeah. It's awesome. In some ways, it feels like the state of 2020 really facilitated a lot of creativity for a lot of people. Yeah, it just pushed everyone out of like the little cocoon. It was mm -hmm. great. I love seeing it. <laughs> we'll take uh, we'll take our victories wherever we can this year. I think. Yeah, definitely. Awesome, D'Angelo. Thank you so much. All right, man. Thank you so much. Sweet. Uh, I'll be in touch. I'll definitely. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, yeah in touch. Ciao. All right, see you. Hi, uh, my name is Omar. I am calling from Iceland. I guess my competence really just comes from other people. For example, my friends or family saying that they like my art just gives me so much confidence and that's basically what i live for uh, when to see the joy that my you know just art or anything joy that i bring to people is is just just brings me so much confidence and i really appreciate all the support that they give me and, and, and that's what i live for to be honest
Hi, how's it going? Going good. Awesome. I'm Brad. Nice to meet you. I'm Ash. Nice to meet you. Cool. And then where are you calling from? I'm from San Diego, like downtown area. Yeah. Awesome. We may have a mutual Liam, who's I think also from San Diego. Oh yeah. Hey, I'm Liam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really sweet guy. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, Ash, um, I guess off the bat, give me the kind of elevator pitch on you. You know, who you are, what you do, and what kind of got you to where you are today. Well, I guess I'll start off with, um, my name's Ash. I have lived in San Diego most of my life. Um, what I do, I guess, <laughs> it's a very interesting... There's not really a word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a bunch of stuff from like making costumes for events and doing design work and modeling and all that fun stuff. So I kind of just do whatever comes my way. I guess I'm a freelancer in a sense. Anything that can get my artsy juices flowing is what I'll latch on to. And that'll be my next thing. So that's pretty much my experience just going with the flow. And when did you first realize that you were, you know, this creatively inclined? When did that click for you? Well, I've always kind of just been a creative person, I guess. My parents were really into the fact that I drew a lot as a kid. I drew a picture of some stick figures. Uh, <laughs> they don't look anything special to me now, but my mom still has them framed. It's one of the first drawings I've ever did. And she has had it framed since I had drawn it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and she always loves to go, when you were three, you drew the individual fingers. They were still sticks on a little rock, but <laughs> I knew you were an artist at that moment. And I, like Seeing it framed as a kid was really what solidified like that I'm supported and that like this is something that I could do. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was always very proud of like, <laughs> you did so much detail for a kid. I mean, I mean, she wasn't wrong. It, it sounds like it turned out, yeah, quite quite an artist's life in a sense. Oh, for sure. My my dad definitely didn't help with that fact either. He was always trying to get me to do artsy stuff. And he was super excited that that was a path I took. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah. And do tell, what is it about Valve games in particular? Or, you know, when they used to make games that hooked oh. you in so much initially? <laughs> So you talk about Valve, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my whole upbringing. <laughs> oh man, I could talk about Valve for hours. When I was a kid, when I started getting into costuming and gaming and stuff like that, the first games to really hook me on the computer was Portal mm -hmm. and Half-Life and Team Fortress 2. And they all happened to come from the orange box, the yeah. same bundle. And and that was one of the first things that I was introduced to on the computer. I had already loved tons of classic console games from my brother being 11 years older than me. So mm. I got every hand-me-down ever. <laughs> I just plugged in the orange box and fell in love. It, it just the storytelling, the creativity, it still feels so original even to this day. Mm -hmm. There was just something about it that was revolutionary. The, I mean, Valve on its own is revolutionary with Steam and, and where like, you know, everything now, but it was just so inspiring. Everything was different, but it was also had the same notes, kind of like how Pixar makes different stuff, but it's always like the same kind of feeling you get. Yeah. I don't know. I could talk about it for hours, but 
I saw that work mm -hmm. and fell in love with the games and fell in love with the community and the people within that community. It just was a huge inspiring step for me to work there one day. That was like the biggest drive for so long was just anything Valve related got me excited to move forward. And so it was really close to my heart for a long time. That's really special. I love that. And yeah, storytelling in Valve games has just been really, really fundamental. I still like yeah. for me too. Portal was like the first game that I think I've played through at least a dozen times now. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's still so enjoyable. Like you're, I'm going through the motions at this point, but it's still I don't know something about it. <laughs> I'm a little bit magical. just simple. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree. <laughs> awesome. And then about sort of costuming and cosplay and that community what's the feeling of putting on a persona how much of that is giving yourself over to the character and then you know on the flip side how much of that is you exploring that space man yeah i uh cosplay in itself is a way for you to kind of express yourself when you cosplay you're typically finding characters that you can kind of relate with usually or ones that you really really enjoy the whole process of dressing up as that character and like all that goes into it like the multiple jobs that go into making a costume when you put it all on after and you know you've got this love for this character and you know this connection to it and you see yourself you don't you don't see yourself anymore when you're looking in that mirror right you see the character that you love and that you've been you possibly could have been obsessing over for a long time who knows <laughs> you become that character like that's no longer you you kind of get to have an escape from reality and be like oh my god i can do anything that this character does like you know morally and like depending <laughs> on the character <laughs> yeah. and you know act it out on tiktok or like do photography and like you could be really proud of that and like feel the whole environment i don't know how to explain it without sounding vague and weird and almost like just feel the vibes man but like <laughs> it, that's pretty much what it is it, like you don't have to get too crazy about it it's really just you know becoming something that you love Mm -hmm. And weirdly enough, I think it helps you love yourself more and gain confidence in ways that you haven't before. Even though you're putting on that kind of like filter of a different character, you're still expressing that excitement, that love, that like, oh my gosh, to yourself in mm -hmm. that mirror. It's a really nice, comforting feeling too. You know, you kind of learn to love yourself a bit as you're, you know, making these things. That's incredibly special. And yeah, as you're as you're speaking to the sort of abstractness of it, it might be one of those things that, you know, you just have to try to sort of fully get your head around. Yeah, <laughs> I can't tell you. I've got a friend who isn't into cosplay, but she she likes it, but she hasn't done it herself a lot. Right. In the few times that I've been able to sit her down and put her in an outfit and, you know, do her makeup and stuff, you can really see a, a joy and like a kind of childlike essence when she puts it all on, you know, oh. it's like dressing up as a kid again. Yeah. And you get that kind of like wholesome giddiness and <laughs> just that like, it's not me. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's curious about experiencing that feeling, even just doing like a crazy makeup or like putting yourself in some fun outfits that you find at Goodwill, like just get the feel of being different than what you do every day. It's really nice. It's really oh. refreshing. Yeah. Mix it up a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> And, you know, like, okay, going forward, the cosplay community can be very social, you know, even online. And that's not to mention all the events. How have you handled that, you know, while being diagnosed with a panic disorder? How do you make those two things work together? And you really do your research. <laughs> <laughs> I 
do have a very lucky circumstance with that. My dad is actually the one who took me to my first convention and my first Ren Fair when I was younger. Mm -hmm. He was really good about, you know, when I, when I got too overwhelmed, if there was too many people in the way or anything like that, we always would go back to a table or something. We would people watch is what he would call it. We would both sit down and we would just look at people that were passing by the table in the convention. And he would be like, you know, just look and see all the different cool creative things these guys are doing. What is that person doing? What is that person doing? Just seeing snippets of life pass you by that you'll never see again possibly. It always kind of calmed me down to just be like, okay, these are real people. These are other human beings. Like I don't need to like see them as these big blobs hoard like going like hoarding towards me in big crowds and stuff and and it kind of like set you back into reality, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. My dad and I would do that. And he would just do little things like that, either that or like reading a book or making sure I had my sketchbook so I could draw something if I got overwhelmed. And he taught me those little lessons for if it got too crazy at a con. That's really cool. <laughs> These little grounding mechanisms. That's very yeah. special. <laughs> my my dad, you know, every human has their own flaws and their own situations and they're human, right? But mm -hmm. man, my dad, I, I genuinely feel was one of the most aware, grounded, kind people you could have ever met. That's so special. I'm glad that you were able to have that experience growing up. Uh, I, I feel extremely blessed to be <laughs> able to have that. I know not everybody else is able to. Uh, that's something that I constantly look at and go like, so lucky. <laughs> I feel like I would be a different person if I didn't have my parents to guide me. For sure. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Ash. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to speak with me. But in closing, what advice would you give to someone who's not fully comfortable in their own skin? Yeah, you spoke to this a little bit, but in or out of cosplay and costuming, you strike me as someone who's, you know, found a really certain level of confidence. Where does that come from? Well, it came from a lot of growth over time. It's definitely not something that happens overnight. And sometimes when you feel like you're pretty confident, just wait a few months and then you'll <laughs> look back and you'll be like, wow, you know, I, I don't know. I guess the best advice I could give is um, society nowadays has really taught the world to look at other people and compare yourself to uh, those people mm. it, it's it's literally our society is to constantly compare and you know we're always busy so we can't even give our time for ourselves so try your best to just take a minute see where you are you know if you have a mirror look in the mirror and just be like this is me this is my world and I got to focus on me. I got to treat myself, mm -hmm. you know, got to get a few smiles here and there, you know, because there's no reason to compare to anyone else. For sure. Everybody is unique and beautiful in their own way. That includes you. Finding the love for yourself can be hard, especially with everything ads and everything telling you otherwise. But it's about giving yourself that time to reflect and to learn and to grow and to love yourself. I, I like that because, um, <laughs> you know, for better or for worse, I've always thought of it as like, I'm the only person I'm 100% guaranteed to be stuck with for the rest of my life. Exactly. So it's in our best interest to make sure that we have <laughs> a very healthy relationship with ourselves. Yeah, it, it's, it's so funny how you have to find that out 
growing up Mm -hmm. instead of it just being taught, you know, it's like for so long, you're like, oh, I wish I could be this person. Oh, I can't wait to be like this or do this. And it's like, well, look at where you're at now. Look at the little things. Go on a walk around your neighborhood. Look at the architecture. Look at the little decorations that people put on their houses, in their lawns, you Mm -hmm. know, see the little things they enjoy. You've got those things, too. So care for yours as well, you know? Totally. Ground yourself, as as we would yeah. say, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Decorate your little house with the things you love. Uh, so great. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, Ash, thank you again. Thank you so much for speaking your words and sharing your stories. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. If you ever want to do a part two, you let me know. <laughs> I will. Thank you. That's incredibly <laughs> sweet. Uh, well, we'll definitely be in touch, but I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Ciao. Hi, my name is Ryan. I'm calling from Detroit, Michigan. The way that I find confidence is putting 100% into everything I do every day, no matter what people say or what the outcome is. Hi, Rad. I'm Natalia from Chihuahua, Mexico, and my confidence comes from myself, but especially when I look back to all my ups and lows um, that I've been through, and I say, that's me. I'm that person, and I can do so much more. Thank you for listening. Hello. Hey. Oh my God. I totally didn't even get a notification. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. No worries. How's your day going? It's going, you know, all vibes. How's for, your day going? <laughs> for sure. Maybe I just woke up. Who's to say? Life is chaotic. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have peeped that in the Discord, but <laughs> right. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, like this goes down like, I say, I'm Brad, nice to meet you, but I feel like I've already met you. But as I was going through your profile and stuff, Allie, but I only know you as Mira? What's up with that? (laughs) I have a secret. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, so when I first joined the Discord, it was just through the Among Us, right? Right. And I had my name on there as Mira Wo, which is just a saying in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Like, you see a guy on the street that you know and you're like hey meow, whoa and then they <laughs> say it back whatever it's a thing with my my friend group that, that's okay. very that's very interesting well i'm really excited to meet ali yeah for sure this is super exciting <laughs> <laughs> awesome and then where are you calling from i'm calling from fredericksburg virginia very cool well ali i think first off the bat give me the elevator pitch on you who you are what you do and what sort of got you to where you are today oh i've been waiting to answer this question <laughs> So I'm Ali. Mm -hmm. I am a college student studying for international affairs, and I'm also getting a degree in geography. Mm -hmm. I work at a grocery store. Yeah. (laughs) It's not super interesting until you really get to know me. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those two things, like going to school for international studies and, and geography and then working at a grocery store that's like so many of the people i grew up with like my friends here so it feels quite homey to me oh yes we love it awesome do do tell what's the draw to meeting people online you're in the discord server you just jumped right in you you start playing among us with us and and you've become this part of the community i'm always tagging you if we got a game going what's that about oh yes i love getting the notifications i'm like oh, i'm loved <laughs> <laughs> 
I've joined other discords like in the in the past, but I never really like was that involved. So I was like, all right, quarantine is like happening and I can't really go out and meet people or anything like that. So I'm going to actually make an effort to like have conversations and get to know people that are outside of my bubble. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to at least tell these people to drink water every day and <laughs> send a good morning post. That was the goal. And I mean, I've met I've talked to Violeta in um, Argentina and like all these other people from the Discord. It's just been really cool. That's really sweet. You know, I'm not sure if it's the same for you, but at least for me growing up, it was always super like scrutinized. It's like, don't leave people online and it's heavily stigmatized. (laughs) And obviously you spoke to it like COVID has put a lot of in-person social events on hold. So, you know, I think that is a factor but then do you think there's any other reason or do you think people are sort of starting to realize that like hey online's not all that bad you have to have a different like type of trust when you meet people online too mm-hmm. you have to trust that these people aren't lying to you and they're not someone they say they aren't or whatever lol mirror to ali but whatever <laughs> um <laughs> so kind of like having that mutual trust especially in the community that's based around being empathetic mm-hmm. that's just something that's special and you don't really get you can't create that off the bat when you meet people in person yeah you kind of just see this person's face and you're like oh they have to be them because they're real but mm-hmm. ooh, lord knows <laughs> there's a lot of trust that goes into it yeah now, from your message you sent me for only being 19, I've gone through a lot of valuable life lessons. I feel like I have a slightly different perspective to offer others. That that It felt like there was something behind that. I was curious as to what maybe you were alluding to there. Ooh, yes, there's so much to unpack in, in that, to be honest. But mm. I'm actually, when I said that, said that, that was a couple months ago. So I'm 20 now. And Happy belated. I've, oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 20. I've been to three different countries now all of them being like third world countries and I mean I've gone through a lot of life lessons you know in the states as well like just you know all relationship stuff or whatever but I feel like where I learned more lessons that people don't really understand is from these countries because I, I go there and I do missions work and stuff like that you know you see in movies and stuff all oh, like the, these islands are so beautiful and everything's cool and people will speak different languages and the food is great and all that stuff but when you actually get into the community, you don't realize how bad it is and how romanticized everything is. So I just kind of like found my passion in that and used that to fuel the rest of my my future, I guess, just to go with it and get all these degrees and everything. So I think that's just how I gained a different perspective. And all I want to do with my life is show people like, hey, there's other stuff out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Be appreciative of the other things and like what you have now. Seriously, they say, you know, appreciate what you have because there's people that don't have anything. And I can attest to that. There's really people that don't have anything and they're way happier. But to make a long story short. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. And, you know, similarly, I, I grew up in a very... And not saying that missions work is um, restricted to, you know, religious environments, churches, whatever. But the church I grew up in, we did a bunch of mission work. We built like over the course of some years, like three houses in Mexico for families in need and stuff like that. And it is so important to realize that, like, especially now more than ever, there's a whole world outside your bubble. And it's very easy to take things for granted. We have magic taps in our houses that unlimited water. Like that's insane to think about. 
Right? I mean, I think this podcast kind of plays into, like, that role, too. Like, there's other people. Sure, we we are kind of on the same level. You can flick on a light and get electricity and connect on a Discord. But also, we have such different experiences, too. Mm-hmm. I know you talked to a couple of people from South Africa. And, like, yeah. I, I understand the difference between, like, Johannesburg and stuff like that. Because I've studied that and the development in that area and stuff. Hearing, like, what they've gone through and I'm making that connection. I'm like, oh. Yes, I can hear it from somebody who's actually like there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Super cool. People live in their lives everywhere. Insane to think about. Uh, hard really... to t- tackle <laughs> and really not a priority of capitalism, unfortunately. <laughs> oh man, yeah. It's really crazy for sure. Was and were those trips what sort of inspired you to find an interest in, in international studies? Oh my God, 100%. Yes. yes. Okay. In 2016, I went to Cuba, right? Like off the bat, I noticed like you you see all these buildings that are broken down and nothing like the government controls everything. So nothing is great. So we went to this town and we like started to get all get to know all these people. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to help these people. I'm going to bring them money and food and all this stuff. It's going to be great. You know, it's in development. We call it the white hero mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. And that's what was in my head. But then I met these people and they were just so happy. Like they had more happiness than I could even imagine. And they have nothing. They don't have food. They don't have clothes, any, anything. So I used that strive for happiness to kind of fuel everything that I wanted to do. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a politician, you know, do all this stuff and like help create policies between the U.S. to help development stuff. Then, you know, this past election happened. And I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Yeah. But I actually got into geography and went to Guatemala, saw more of the same things of these people having nothing but being completely happy mm. and content. So I was like, geography it is. And here we are. Totally. So, yep. <laughs> like happiness has this experiences you've gone through seeing other people when what they value. Has it changed your idea of happiness? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like seeing the people firsthand changed my point of view of what happiness is. But reading about it, too. There's this book by Jacqueline Novogratz. She talks about how when you're doing these projects, you can't be rich and also be doing like development work. You have to put everything into it to make yourself like to give yourself this sense of happiness and make the people around you happy and help these people or have all the money. So I've kind of come to terms (laughs) with my life. Like I'm not going to be rich. I'm not going to have money in a house and everything. But I'm going to find happiness in knowing that I'm making an impact on other people's lives. So that's definitely changed for me. That's really special. I appreciate that. Thank you. Ali, um, in closing, I was wondering, what advice would you give to someone who, as you're speaking to, reach beyond their bubble, who wants to engage with the world around them? And I know a bit difficult now as the world is, is dealing with a lot of stuff at the moment. But what would you say to them? someone who's trying to reach beyond their bubble Mm -hmm. even where you are don't be afraid of new opportunities Mm -hmm. there's always opportunity to learn about the people around you and find ways to like open your mind you know i mean you can even do that online just by like listening to podcasts and meeting new people online and all kinds of stuff like there's always opportunities to learn and extend your understanding of the world for sure so just Go for it. Be open. Don't be (laughs) closed-minded. 
totally. Yeah, yeah. there's opportunities all around us. There's people in my community that I've only met recently, like this year, that I'm like, oh, shoot, like I was really limiting myself. Yeah, right. Sometimes when you get the chance to sit down with someone you've worked with and like you've kind of just had little conversations with them, but when you get the chance to sit down and have an actual conversation, you're like, oh shit, like this person's really cool and they have a lot to offer, you know, like uh, they have a different perspective and just taking that in, those opportunities are so valuable. Totally. Yeah. I think I've told anyone this, at least on the podcast, but I, you know, I grew up in the church in private Christian schools, um, but my first engagement with people that weren't involved with religion was when I got my first part-time job. I was 15 and my mind was just blown wide open. I was like, oh my Lord, like these people that I've been told, you know, are quote unquote of the world or just like leading a very different path with like winks to, you know, like not the best lifestyle. They were some of the most genuine, wholesome, down to earth, caring, intentional people I've ever met. And yeah, it's it's all about that first step. And intentional or not, you, you've got to find space for it if you can. That is so totally relatable. I My first job was at Chick-fil-A, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I love to see it. Oh, it was awful. But we had a bunch of homeschoolers there. Mm-hmm. And like you would say things to them like, oh, you know that episode of SpongeBob? Like we would like quote stuff like that or like just random, you know, um, things that, that you know. Pop culture, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like you think, yeah, pop culture. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> They would just go right over their head and they're just looking at you like, you sound dumb right now. And I'm like, no, <laughs> listen, it makes sense. I promise. Totally. It's just, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the power of perspective, getting new info. Hell yeah. For sure. Awesome. Well, Ali, thank you again. Thank you for uh, yeah. doing this and sharing. I appreciate you reaching out and like making this podcast. It makes my day. Oh, too kind. Thank <laughs> you so much. All right. Um, I'll catch I'll you definitely, on Discord. Yeah, I, we'll definitely <laughs> speak to you later. Um, sweet. Ciao. Bye. Special thanks to D'Angelo, Ash, and Allie for making this episode possible. I've tagged their accounts at blonde.radio on Instagram for you to check out. Intro music provided by Wayfie. That's W-A-Y-F-I-E. And accompanying tracks by Lowboil. That's L-O-B-O-I-L, who can both be found on all major streaming platforms. I'll see you soon, and thanks for tuning in to Blonde Radio.